and uh, we're coming into the chat room again. All right, Lynn, and if we have to go mm -hmm. a little long, we'll go long. You just let me know okay. uh, where we're at, and I'll be pulling stuff back up because I've got these screens all back up because whatever's happening is affecting the memory on the computer where it just it goes back to whatever it was two two or three days ago. So go ahead. Oh, um, you pick okay. up. You pick up, uh, folks, real quickly for those in the viewing audience. Uh, some of them are coming back online. I apologize for that. This is the issue with the computer I was trying to solve yesterday before we came back on, and uh, Lynn was right in the middle of the conversation and we got cut off. So it, it again, I, I don't. I know there are spiritual forces at work against us, but even sometimes that manifests that in the physical. Lynn, you were in the middle of something you were saying when we got cut off, and uh, do you want to pick up yeah. that idea? Sure. Okay. Um, HR six 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 Trace Act has been sponsored by Bobby Rush out of Illinois. He's claimed that it's a bipartisan bill. Right now, he is, uh, of course, he's the only sponsor. There are 45 different sponsors. But yesterday, I was on a show uh, with Shannon Joy out of New York. She played a soundbite about Senator Lamar Alexander, the very same one who, who gave us the Every Student Succeeds Act, the very same one who is a Republican but a progressive as well. And he was saying that all roads need to lead to COVID testing for everyone. Well, now he's over in the Senate. This particular bill is in the House, right? People have been saying that this particular bill is all the Democrats' idea. No, you have one Republican who is behind it right now in the House, and his name is Van Drew, and he's from New Jersey. Now, this bill is expected to gain more co-sponsors from across the aisle, so expect more Republicans to go. And someone told me yesterday, oh, this will never make it into the Senate. Well, you know, I think it will, and here's why. Because you've got people like Lamar Alexander chafing at the bit to make sure that everyone gets tested. And he's still got a tremendous amount of power, even though he's, you know, uh, in his uh, final days in Congress. So this is something that we should not only be contacting our representatives over, this is something that we need to be contacting our senators as well. And I can tell you that um, there is no representative from South Carolina right now, Tim, who is uh, co-sponsoring this bill, but there is one from North Carolina, Representative Butterfield, uh, California leads the uh, co-sponsorship with seven representatives who are behind this. Now, this is also the state who is um, um, having health officials saying, you know, we're going to hunt you down pretty much and we're going to make sure that you uh, get the test. We also have uh, the Department of Social Services saying, you know, if you don't get the test, we're going to we're going to take off, uh, we're going to suspend your uh, benefits. Now, I got called out on that one saying that that was fake. If you go and look at the Department of California's social services, there is a blurb on there that says beware of this fake letter. But if you go and you look at the, the California governor's uh, executive order, if you go and look at the FEMA letter that was sent to California, to help set up the internment camps for those who are testing positive and that sort of thing. You're going to see words in both those documents that say, by whatever force necessary, get these people tested. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that is the language. So the Department of Social Services is pretty much giving a cover-your-bottom uh, warning now, I don't know if the letter is really real or really fake, but I know when you've got two documents 
that are saying the same thing, and you can trace it to the federal document from the FEMA department that says the same thing. And then you have another department going, oh, well, we really don't mean that. Who are you going to believe? Because it's not like our government hasn't lied to us before. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, there is something I want to throw in, if I can, if, if it's okay. Sure. I want to throw this in the mix. <clears throat> There is a control mechanism, and most of you are aware of this. There's a control mechanism in to um, control the information, the flow of information. Okay, and this is tied directly to what you're saying because I've said it for for months now. This is all being perpetrated upon a lie. You people who keep buying into, oh well, this was manufactured in a in a Wuhan lab. I know there's reports out there that say that and all this other stuff. You people who say, well, it was this, that, and the other, and this is how you can transfer it and all this other. You keep buying that lie. But there are doctors, medical doctors and nurses who are saying, no, 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 this isn't that. And we're treating the wrong thing. They're telling us it's a virus. It's something else. And I just want to play this for people. This, uh, we've actually seen a 70 this is the CEO of YouTube. Now, let me let you in on something. Those of you who follow me you uh, on in, in the interviews and in the radio show here, not that you follow me, you follow me as I follow Christ, that kind of thing, but you, you follow the channel here. You know that we brought Kate Shimarani on, who is a UK nurse, 35 years. She's a nutritionist for six or seven years. We call her our health and wellness expert. We're proud of that. Now, let me change that. We're not proud of that. We're thankful that God has put her in our in our path so she can disseminate this information. The very first interview I did with her was right after the Uckfield video of which they're trying to, you know, go after her on. They fired they fired her, not that they hired her. She was giving of her time freely. They uh, the Guardian newspaper maligned her. Do you know they pulled that video just the other day and that's been out a couple of months. They pulled another one that we did on hydroxychloroquine with Bill Evans from Health for All of Life. They pulled that like a week after it already been up they pulled another one that was mine <clears throat> where we were talking about these issues they're trying to control the narrative and stop the free flow of information they have violated the law understand that jason fick who's bringing the lawsuit against facebook we're bringing one too and we're going to hit youtube next um <clears throat> they are violating the law because they have certain protections as a platform in other words they're not responsible for the millions of stuff that gets thrown on their platform they can't be which I'm all for. They can't be. But now they've moved in the area of censorship, and that is, and, and they come right out and say it. I'm just going to let the CEO, I can't even pronounce her name, Susan Watschicki, I, I, I guess is how you pronounce it. If I, if I mess that up, it's not intentional. Here's what she had to say. It's only about a, more, a minute and 45 seconds. She tells you exactly, if you don't agree with their narrative, if you don't agree with their narrative, you are going to get your videos kicked off. Listen to this. 25% increase in the um, um, news coming from authoritative sources since the beginning of authoritative 2020. Authoritative sources. Um, so we've seen a lot of demand there. Um, but then we also. What does that mean? That means an increase in, in video views for those? Yeah. And so we talk about that as raising authoritative information. Authoritative information. Are you getting that? It's authoritative to YouTube. The World Health Organization is one that she's going to mention here, Lynn, and uh, and viewers. And, and the thing is, is we know the World Health Organization is a political entity. It's taking in money from the likes of Bill Gates and other people. You don't think that has an influence on whatever they're pushing out? You bet your bottom dollar it does. Listen to her. 
Um, but then we also talk about um, removing information that is problematic. You know, of course, anything that is medically unsubstantiated. Medically unsubstantiated. Do we have any medical documents that actually say we don't believe, we don't think, we know, we have proven it time and again that you can pass a virus from one person to another? No, we don't. We don't have that, not unless you're vaccinating somebody, you're putting it into their body or they're biting you, like in the issue of a rabies. But we don't have anything other than that. In fact, we have just the opposite. You look up Spanish flu, guys, do your homework on that. They did tests on it. You couldn't pass it even putting it into healthy people, the, the snot and the saliva and the eyeball juice, whatever, into the healthy person. It didn't, it didn't make them sick with the Spanish flu to people saying like take vitamin c um take vitamin c that's a good thing for your immune system why is she saying that's not medically sound this is ridiculous you know um take turmeric like those are all will cure you um those are the examples of things that would be a violation of our policy um anything that would go against world health organization anything that whatever the world health organization says is god and it's the gospel according to this nut job running the ceo of youtube recommendations would be a violation of our policy and so remove is another really important part of our policy so you're not just putting the truth next to the lie you're taking the truth next to the lie did you see how that got formed by mr propaganda over here from i guess at the cnn i thought it was cbs cnn <laughs> the least trusted name in news the truth next to the lie no the truth is next to the lie the problem is they don't like the truth they want to feed you the lie taking the lie down that's a pretty aggressive approach well, well, you do it all the time, uh, I mean, CNN. We do, we do remove, um, you know, across um, YouTube in non-pandemic times, um, information that is a violation of our policy. And we've had community guidelines since the very beginning of YouTube, and we've always, um, anything that is... No, they have not. They've had policy guidelines, but they have never been a bunch of Nazis like they are now. They took down things that were unlawful, and that's different a violation of our policy, we do remove it. Um, and what was really unique about, um, about this was just how fast moving the COVID-19 crisis was. And so we've had to make numerous policy changes all within a really short period of time. It's so fast moving, they're having to pad the numbers of people who have it. I want you to just consider that for a minute. They're having to lie about those who have COVID-19. Those who die, for, they're having to lie about it. The president's own people, Dr. Burke said, we're taking anybody if they test positive and we know even if they're not even tested if they're not they're getting COVID-19 written on their death certificate to be able to make sure that we stayed abreast of the changes so um for example just recently there was um a theory that um 5g was causing coronavirus symptoms um now no um established health organization says that 5g is the source of the and yet there are multiple tests out that point the correlation between 5G and coronavirus. I'm just saying there are, there are studies out that show that this woman is a propagandist. She is a little Nazi. That's what she is. You need to understand that issue um and so that um quickly we quickly deemed that a violation of our policies uh with um covid19 and remove that content yeah the um, we've actually seen a 75 percent uh, increase reason, uh be quiet the reason that the that they want to shut this down lynn is because People are making, they're connecting the dots. There are studies out that show this. It's not World Health Organization. Why? Because they're funded by Bill Gates, who wants a vaccine. So here's the issue. When we come to these kinds of things, this is the underlying lie to what you're presenting. It, all of this kind of action is based on lies.
And that's what I wanted right. to, that's, this is the thing that I wanted to put. And so if you've got something based upon a lie, and then you see the authoritarian, unconstitutional, unlawful, undelegated authority for these guys to be doing any of this stuff, what does the Fourth Amendment tell us? Well, the Fourth Amendment tells us that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, among other things, shall not be infringed. Now, specifically in that context, it's talking about criminal activity. But basically, the way the, what they're wanting to do is treat you like a criminal. They're wanting to come in your house. Well, wait a minute. Uh, you don't get to come in my house and start doing stuff as searching and seizing my body, which is what a test would be. It's not a crime to have coronavirus. It's not a crime to have the flu. It's not a crime to have any other thing that you're carrying. Well, Tim, you could spread that. So, okay, well, wait a minute. Back to Leviticus 13. When God put in these these parameters, he said you test people for certain things for leprosy. And there were several steps in that testing, but you didn't quarantine anybody until they actually had it. These people are acting tyrannically, and you people who say, oh, don't bring religion into this, wait a minute. God spoke, and he did it for your good and for your liberty against the tyrant. Now, why will you stand back and say, oh, that doesn't matter anymore. That's ancient. That's 3,500 years ago, Tim. Don't you know any better than that? Well, it's very relevant today, isn't it? It sets the standard. It sets the foundations. And these are our foundations. Folks, we got to rebuild the foundations. We've got to substantiate. We got to come in and put the helical piers under the foundations, if you will, and hold those things up. Uh, I'm sorry, Lana. I, I told you I wasn't going to go along, but when I saw this last night, I'm like, this fits. This is the underpinning of why the bill that you're talking about is even being pushed forward. It's the lie that people like uh, Susan W. I'm just going to call her that name. The CEO at YouTube. The lies that she promoted right there are easily dismantled. If she wants to come on the show, I'll have Susan on the show. And you know what? She's going to have to deal with the facts because she's not going to be able to deal with what I give her because she doesn't know or she does know and she's lying. I'm going to turn it back over to you. Okay. Um, I'm glad you said that, though, because we need to remember, first of all, she's the CEO of a video company. She's not a medical doctor, so that ought to tell you something. Uh, but yep. in my particular yep. article, I give you two YouTube videos about the World Health Organization. Now, the first one is from the executive director, Dr. Ryan. And he's stating that the nations have to get more aggressive, especially the governments, which we're seeing play out in real life. Now, it, we're not going to listen to that one because it's, um, it's a little bit longer. But it's the second one uh, where he's also saying more aggression and surveillance measures must be taken at least until there's a vaccine. That one is less than four minutes. Let's go ahead and play that one, if you will. I'm looking for it. Was that in the email here that I have? Yes, it is. It's the only YouTube I video you. I linked you. Okay, all right, here we go. Point, all right. No one uh, can predict how long uh, this epidemic is going to last. Uh, and there are a number of scenarios. It's very low volume, and I don't know time. why. Um, the, I think the, the other question people are asking beyond how long is the Just bear with going it, folks. to last is how long are the shutdowns, how long are the lockdowns, how long are all the measures going to last? And will these measures uh, be changed or be different? Um, we are entering and moving through an uncertain future. You see many countries around the world are just beginning the cycle of this epidemic. Uh, some have been through the, the, the cycle of the, the epidemic, like uh, Singapore and China, and are now desperately trying not 
to have the disease re-emerge uh, and cause another wave of infections because of disease importations. Uh, so each country is in a different position uh, and uh, Croatia is probably in a different position to many other countries in Europe right now. Uh, the, the real trick for countries is to look at the national situation, to look at the sub-national situation, to see if you know where the virus is. If you know where the virus is, you can break the chain. If you know who has the virus, if you know who the contacts are, you can break the chain. If you have that knowledge, and if you have that knowledge at sub-national level, you can only take action at the level at which you can measure. If you know what's happening in every town, if you know what's happening, happening in every municipality, every county, every province, you can then begin to adapt your measures for the situation in that particular area. In other words, you can impose uh, authoritarianism. We want to see uh, the measures that we're using for public health for, at community level to be adapted to the maximum control of the disease, but to the minimum impact on economy and social life. Uh, and in order to do that, and in order to transition from the current measures that are in place, countries simply have to have in place a system to detect, isolate, contact trace, and quarantine, as well as to continue appropriate hygiene and physical distancing measures. They must be in a position to do that in different parts of a country uh, at different times, and they must be in a position to re-implement measures should the situation deteriorate. That takes a very sophisticated surveillance system. It takes a very strong health system to absorb the surge of cases in any particular area. And what we need to do now is evolve <clears throat> from measures that have been designed to suppress and just take the heat out of this epidemic or pandemic to much more precise, targeted, directed measures that will allow us, at the very least, to live with this virus until we can develop a vaccine. Uh, ah, there's the punchline. There's the punchline, folks. Until we get a vaccine. And by the way, you must trust us that the vaccine is safe, even though we know it's full of poisons. And it is a way to put pressure on. It is to put pressure upon your liberties. And people say, oh, you're just, in, you're just uh, only focused on individual liberties. You don't care about people. And yeah, I do. I want them to know the truth, not the lie. And this knucklehead here is like every other little authoritarian, little tin hat tyrant that comes on. He doesn't have a mask on. He's sitting in a room full of people talking to them. That air is being blown around through the air conditioning. And is anybody concerned about that? Nope. Nobody's concerned about that at all. Just like Donald Trump and his coronavirus team who comes out, just like your governors who come out and tell you all this, just like my governor. And don't say it's just Democrats. My governor's a Republican, and yet he still imposed. He usurped the Constitution of the United States. He usurped the Constitution of South Carolina in declaring essential and non-essential businesses. I mean, this is, if you, if you don't see that, I don't know how to open your eyes. I really don't. Lynn? Okay. You noticed he said it has to be a very sophisticated surveillance system. Yep. It has to be a very sophisticated testing system. Well, that is exactly and precisely what the TRACE Act is setting up. Now, we're seeing many states already uh, put into place some of the things that are in H.R. 6666, but the point of it is, should this bill make it into uh, law, it's going to federalize or nationalize this particular setup. 
so that no one will escape. And that's the whole point. No one. It's just like the Every Student Succeeds Act. No one is supposed to escape. And here's why it's such a big deal about the schools being involved. If you'll go back up to the photo where you see the medical glove with the, the money in its hand and the little schoolhouse, if you'll show that one and blow that one up, okay, let me know when you've done that. Yep, it's up. <clears throat> okay. This was done, and Anita Hogue is the one who made this particular image. I just added a little bit of um, emphasis to it. This was her way of showing America how schools were being turned into uh, quasi-hospitals for medical services, okay? And, of course, what was the key? It is the money. Title I, the idea funding, Medicaid, all kinds of, of funding streams that ESSA really reformulated and went from per-pupil need to whole school need for the reason of being able to medicate more children than ever, be it through behavior interventions or medicine itself, and turn them into quasi-hospitals. Now, here's where it ties directly into HR 6666, and that is, it is a federal credentialed health center. That's what schools are. And in the bill, it says money goes to federally recognized and certified health centers, other health centers in your community, and it goes down the list of faith-based. It goes down the list of uh, community services um, and that sort of thing and any other means necessary meaning coming to your home. So that is huge, that your school is now a federally certified health center, and because of that, this is why the TRACE Act is going to turn your school not to a place where the kids go and they feel safe and supposedly learn. No, it's going to turn into what that one of those wraparound services where it's a checkpoint that you have to go to prove to everybody else and his cousin that you're somehow a safe person. Yeah, it's a it's a total disregard for what the law actually is. And when you said, should this thing be signed into law, I want you to give your famous quote that you give because people said uh, the other day when uh, we played a video, they said, Lynn Taylor would be proud. I think it was Jennifer. She said, Lynn Taylor would be <laughs> proud because the guy cited... Marbury versus Madison, which says what? <laughs> Anything that's repugnant to the Constitution should not even be honored. There you go. And so this is not law. It is pretended law. It is coming under the color of law, folks. And what it means is if they come to do this to you, if they come to take your kids, if they come to take you out of your home, it is kidnapping. It is not lawful. It is unlawful. And you know what I've said before? I'm going to say it again. This is not a testosterone thing. I've learned this a long time ago. You vaccinate them first before they vaccinate you. Okay? This is why the now, Second Amendment is, exists. Go ahead, Lynn. I just wanted to point out that, um, you know, it's very interesting that you say, you know, this is unconstitutional. And it's not that I'm disagreeing. I'm agreeing 100%. But this is what Congress did with this bill sure. and you can go to congress.gov and find it all right um it'll be over on the right hand side and it'll say constitutionality all right you click on that my dear and what you're going to see is that they're saying per article one section 
eight, clause number one, we're saying that we're authorized to make laws like or, or bills like um, the Trace Act. Now, that particular section and clause, the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States, but all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. Okay, this is where Congress is hyper-focusing on general welfare, but they're saying, okay, we're constitutional, but they're totally leaving out the fact that they're taking away several other um, rights from you that violate other parts of the Constitution. And this problem has been going on for eons, but especially in this particular session. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. This is a, this whole idea of the general welfare, if you think that's about what you have been taught it is, it's not. It has nothing to In fact, when you go back and read the Founding Fathers, I think it was James Madison, I forget which Federalist paper it was, and again, I'm, I'm an anti-Federalist, but if they're going to hold the standard here, this is what you got to hold to. They had they had no concept that people like what the Democrats push, and I and I'm going to push that as that. I'm, I'm I don't believe in the Democrat Republican thing. What I'm saying is they'll push this openly. I've said they've had the mask off. This party has had the mask off. It's the other party that's been impotent. They talk big. Their bark is worse than their bite. But you're exactly right. And and the part that sets this up. The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, and posts and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States, but all duties and imposts excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. Well, the problem is, is this is talking about the specific taxes. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is an area where I think the founders were so far off from the biblical concept that it needs to be corrected. Okay, this is not a biblical issue. In fact, God warned the people when they said, we want a king like everybody else. He said, one of the things that king is going to impose is taxes. And you said, well, Jesus said you got to pay. You pay attention to what Jesus actually said there. Okay? Pay attention to actually what the point he was getting across. And then you'll come to the proper interpretation and understanding of what's going on there. This is a theft of your money. Well, we have to have money. This. But, Lynn, you're right. This general welfare clause has been misconstrued to steal money from one person and give it to another, to take it from people uh, who live in this country and give it to those who've come here uh, under the guise of, well, of wanting, seeking a better life, and yet they're, they're not following the law when they come in, and they're receiving money at the hand of the, the natives, if you will, the, the citizens uh, in this country. Yeah. And, and yeah, this is a and real they're problem. gonna, they're gonna, well, with all these, you know, with all these grants and all these, you know, uh, stimulus, that's taking our money from us, and it's going to not only saddle others for years with the debt to pay it back, because of course it's going to have to be paid back. But the general welfare is being misconstrued into a safety thing, and the Common Core machine, as I call it, which includes Congress, has bastardized our laws and our freedoms. Now, COVID nineteen as many have shared, is simply the current weapon of choice. Now, yes, I'm acknowledging that many people have died. Yes, many are sick. But to assume that the best way to solve this problem, Tim, to cast everyone into the same pot through an act like the Trace Act is poor thinking. And to that, if you'll show the uh, 
pandemic thought where it's got the big red arrow pointing to the right and it says pandemics? All right, you're up. Okay. All right, there's one example. Now, in the and I give you the link to go to see the rest of the article, and I urge you to because this is from a math teacher who's very concerned about the, the online learning. But he gives several examples, and the last one was we need to save lives or save the economy. Now, did you notice in the WHO video and in the uh, YouTube CEO, economy came before the welfare of the people, which is totally what, what this – stupid it's government Marxi- is it's Marx- always yeah it's marxism yeah, it's That's always what it money is. Mm-hmm. Yep. all right but let's look at the let's look at the thought that this person wrote pandemics are a basket or a package of problems it's not an a versus a b pandemics attack your whole society from the top to the bottom the left to the right and it's a system-wide set of problems so it means that every part of society gets affected and disrupted so splitting up the issues into coronavirus and non-coronavirus is poor logic because it's all one giant set of problems. And more importantly, these false dichotomies lead to bad decisions, and that yep. is exactly what we see Congress doing with a bill like H.R. 6666 and the stimulus and all that. It's poor thinking. No, I couldn't agree more. And it's based on, the reason it's poor it's poor thinking is because it's based on a lie. Now, when when he says it's poor logic, people need to understand something. There's a biblical answer to that too. John 1 1 says that the word was with God, the word was God. He and then it goes on to say he created all things. That word word that's translated the word is the Greek word logos. It means the logic. It really should have been translated that that Christ is the logic because anything else is a lie. It's illogical. It's, it's, um, what, what's the word I want? It's anti-logic. And this is what this is. Many of you who are watching this, you're already in that. And I want to ask a question here, uh, Lynn, because we, we got it in the chat room. Uh, Paul Raymond asks, but what about homeschoolers involving this issue? Because one of the things that you told me was our friend E. Ray Moore, he's down here in South Carolina with me as well. You know, he's been one who's pushed the Exodus mandate. He's pushed uh, for, for people to get their kids out of the home, out of the public indoctrination centers and put and, and start doing their duty, Deuteronomy 6, teaching their own children. Yeah, Gavin, your theology is worthless. I <laughs> don't know what you're saying here. Uh, it, it's the foundations, dude. Uh, for what's going on. I mean, our Declaration of Independence talks about a creator. By definition, that would be theology. Everybody's a a theologian, whether you're a good one or a really bad one. Uh, These things apply to all of this. So, Lynn, when Paul Mm -hmm. says, what about the homeschoolers? This was something that really spoke to E. Ray Moore. And what about that concerning these things? Because I think this was something that maybe opened... uh, uh, Mr. Moore's eyes to some things that you've been doing, although he appreciates your work very much. Well, okay, let's go back to um, the Every Student Succeeds Act, because it very definitely correlates into this TRACE Act, all right? And it says on page 17 that all education must be aligned to the same thing. Well, all education means all learning, all teaching, all resources, all curriculum. It means everything has to be the same. Now let's let's pause that for just a second and let me go over here to a sidebar. I saw an ad last night where I don't remember, oh it was AT&T 
and they're showing neighborhoods, right? And they're going to every house and they're labeling it the family name and then some sort of like learning academy or school or this or that or the other. And I looked at my husband and I said, you know, that's offensive to homeschooling. Because what is going on right now is because you have people from the Department of Education down to mainstream media, down to educrats going, everybody's homeschooling. Well, I want you to know, no, they're not. It's public school at home. And the difference is when you homeschool, and I think I said this last week, Tim, when you homeschool, you have a parent who sacrifices their time, their energy, and probably an income to stay and make sure that they have hand-chosen what the kids are learning, that they're leading the kids in what they're learning, that they're taking time with them and walking life with them, and they're doing all these things that mean the child is being enriched. When you look at what is going on that's being called homeschooling, it's we're sitting down in front of the computer at X time because teacher so-and-so is going to be online and I have to complete all my homework. Well, no, because you're still using the school system. Your parent is going to be in the house, but is your parent really leading you? No, the computer's leading you. That is not homeschooling, and I will die on a hill for that one because there is such a big difference. So uh, to answer Paul's question, what about the homeschoolers? They're going to be lumped right in with this because this is going after every citizen in every neighborhood, in every community, and they're not going to look at what school you go to or what homeschool you go to. They're going to only be concerned with have you been tested, have you not, have you been tested positive, are you in quarantine, and are you separated from your family. That's all they care about. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I completely agree. Uh, we've, we've got a guy in the chat says Trump just put us under his control per the Constitution. I'm sorry, Leon. There is oh. nothing in there in the Constitution that says that. If you would like to, I would tell you to call in because, but I didn't turn that on just because of the problem we had even before. And we may get cut off before we finish the show. We're going to go over a little bit, folks. So just letting you guys on Red State Talk Radio know, we're going to go over a little bit. So if you want to catch us on our Facebook page, you can catch us on YouTube, Twitter, whatever the thing is. You you can uh, give you that to you at the first of the the show. If you want to continue on with us after the show a little bit, but here's the thing. Article, section, and clause, Leon, as to where Trump has control of us, as you said, put us under his control per the Constitution. Slaves talk like that, not free men. Slaves talk like Damn, that. Now let's, get... let's 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 take this. Let's take this, Land. You've got a you've got a thing from Donald Trump. It's a Twitter. It's a tweet. And I'm going to show this. What I was going to ask you. Mm -hmm. Let's let's give this. I'm going to read it out so people on the sure. air can hear. Remember this. This is Donald Trump. His tweet. This is from um, May 12th Yesterday. of this year, 7.56 a.m. Remember this, every governor who has sky-high approval on their handling of the coronavirus, and I am happy for them all, could in no way have gotten those numbers or had success without me and the federal government's help. From ventilators to testing, which is what we're talking about, we made it happen. So, folks... All of you guys who say, Donald Trump is for us. He's not against us. He's the very guy doing it. And as the, I forget the Nazi guy who said it, but he said, the more we do it to you, the less you believe that we're the ones doing it to you. Folks, take your stupid red rose-colored glasses off 
and see it for what it is. You are being played. You've been played since 2016. And further back than that, this guy is the one who told his little Jewish occultic son-in-law, Jared Kushner, to start this whole tracking system, if you didn't remember that. I know Fox didn't tell you that, did they? Because they're controlled opposition. But this is the guy who started it with his son-in-law, and you wonder why his daughter is so, quote-unquote, liberal. She's married to this guy. She believes the same stuff he does. And it is not for your good. It is to do you harm. It is to do you harm. And it's all for money, and it's all for power. And uh, Leon, you just, you just made it under his control. Our Constitution knows nothing about the people being under the control of the president. He has a couple of things he has to do. Entertain ambassadors, people from foreign countries, and this, that, and the other. Speak to Congress about what's going on. Enforce the law, which he does not do. In fact, he's letting criminals back out on the street, convicting criminals back out on the street under pardon, which they should have been, in, they should have received a, a just sentence over. He's allowing that to happen, but he's going after you. It's your rights are under attack. It's not his. Go ahead, Lynn. I just wanted to point out um, before we have to take a break and see you on the other side. If you would show that one image that's red. That um, is a quote that I featured from Allison McDowell. She's done a tremendous uh, amount of work on the data side of this, and uh, that's what I want us to get to on the other side is the data side of this because it's it's even worse. Well, it's not even worse. It's just as bad as the coming into your home thing. But it's don't confuse public health with techno fascism because Google Gates and the government have no claim on our bodies. Okay, one of the things we're going to come up against the end of the show, and people want to join us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or before it's news. That's an easy uh, route to do. You can do so when we play the music out. Um, I'm not sure which one you're speaking of. This one. I've okay, got, it's I, a red one. I don't it's see a red one. got a red one. background. I don't have a red background one. Oh, I thought I sent that to you. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Anyway, it's in my article. Okay. Well, <laughs> if, if people it's, want to see it. If it's in there, now it does, I, I do have, okay, here it is. I'm sorry. Don't confuse okay. public health. Is that the one? Yeah, that's okay. it. All right. We'll show it real quickly. And then uh, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, be ready to close out the show. If you want to take, well, let's close out the show. If people want to hear the rest of it, we'll do it after the show here. Folks, if you want to check out Lynn, uh, Lynn, tell them how they can they can find out more about you. All right, if you want to find this article, which I urge you to, because it's very important that you get this information into the hands of the citizens, because it's going to take more than just a couple of petitions to, to, to make this go away. CommonCoreDiva.com. All right, CommonCoreDiva.com. Check out Lynn and uh, support her, too. She brings you this information. It's a labor of love for her. Do it and help her. 23 hours, we'll see you tomorrow. Adios, and everybody else, hang on. All right, the show's over, and we're out of that. And, man, God's been good that he's let us continue on after that one little spell. I don't know if we'll get cut off. Folks, if we get cut off after this, uh, just look for the issue of... Um, uh, the the archive at sonsoflibertymedia.com. I have to put both videos up and the and and everything that goes with that. That's no problem to do, but we'll have that up a little bit later on this morning. I didn't do yesterday's. I'm probably going to go back and do it. We may have two of those today uh, because of 
my computer problems, okay? And I'm not gonna, you know, if people are targeting me, that's fine. I, I haven't done anything to the computer, so I don't want people to like, you know, go way out there. Uh, it, it is a computer issue. It could be something from somebody else, or it could not be. But uh, Lynn, one of the things that you talked about right before we ended the show there is mm -hmm. this, uh, this quote. So you want to bring this quote up, and I'm going to bring it up, so you go ahead and speak about it. Okay. Um, this is a quote from Allison McDowell, and she is the author at Wrench in the Gears blog. And Allison has been able to do a tremendous amount of work. She's really concerned about the Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency, the avatars that are being attached to us with the data, and how it's used, how it's going to be used to control us. And we've talked about that before. But on her website, and I urge you to go there. She has been able to trace Dr. Fossey to Bill Gates, and we know that uh, the president is tied to Fossey. Um, both of them are pro-vaccine. We know Gates is pro-vaccine. We know that the whole gist of this is to keep hanging on until there's a vaccine. So just put that into your mind. Then, um, you know, the fact that uh, Trump's sitting there talking about himself, that violates the Constitution, not because he's talking about himself, but because he's sitting there applauding unconstitutional activity by the governors and by the federal government. That really should wake some folks up. But as far as the big data grab, all right, there is another quote that she put up. Um, let's see here. Now, it is one that I sent you, and I'm trying to remember which one it was. It's the importance of the data. I don't know. It's also got a big red arrow, but it's more towards the bottom of the picture. In that particular quote, even if you don't have it up and people can't see it, you'll see that on the left of that arrow is a, a link to a European Union Commission report on strategy data. And then you'll see that there is a bigger quote that tells about the importance of the data in the healthcare and the testing. And it has to mean that a, a healthier nation has better healthcare and we have better healthcare because we have data tracking. And that's where it comes into the bitcoins, okay? Now, if people don't know what bitcoins are, Allison also has, uh, put that into a visual for you so that you can understand. It takes all this personal private data, it puts it into a form the computer can understand, and it assigns you a worth. And that worth is used by the government, be it the state, the local, or the federal, to control you. And that's exactly what this is about. Because if you go and you look at that European Union strategy document, you will see that healthcare is embedded 49 times into how to use data to track you. Well, what do you think the name of this bill is? It's the TRACE Act. Tracing and tracking are not that far removed. Okay? When you go to get tested, it's not just going to be like you walk in to get your driver's license and, hey, I'm here to get my driver's license, and you walk out with it, and you think it's over. No. They know where you, everywhere you go. They know who you're around. And the reason they need to know who you're around with this kind of tracing and tracking and bitcoins is because if they can, think about what the WHO director said, or Dr. Ryan said, excuse me, if we can trace the person, if we can trace their contacts, if we can know who they're around, then we can better isolate this and we can better treat this. It means they're going to be following your every move. And this is why it is so important that we look at the data issue of this. 
because it is going to absolutely be used against you in the name of general welfare and in the name of safety. And it's not going to matter where you live, where you go to school, do you go to school, are you married, are you single, are you this, are you that. It's only going to care of are you conforming to a system that is going to track you for the rest of your life and control what you do, where you go, who you're around, and are you somehow an infectious person. Yeah, which uh, which we know you're not an infectious person. This is the whole point. It's a lie. It, it, look, you say, well, Tim, you're not a medical doctor. No, but I, I, I've referenced medical doctors who say you cannot transmit this. I've referenced nurses who say you cannot. Well, but they're not the World Health Organization, so therefore your YouTube video has to come down. Okay, and YouTube is what? How come people don't ask the same thing of them that they do of me? Because they think they're authoritative. Like that woman said, these people are authoritative. Yet they're getting money, they're getting greased by Bill Gates or whoever's funneling the money to them. But never mind that. These people are experts. They are professionals. They would never be bribed to tell a lie to you to advance an agenda. Right? Right, people? Right. I, this is the thing that gets me, Lynn. We are living in 1984 and 2020. We are living right. Brave New World to some extent because I'm telling you, and here's what they figured out. I've got some people in the chat room who say, well, Trump's doing a good job. You're just full of stuff. <laughs> You're just full of stuff. And I just go, um, $2.2 trillion stimulus. Let me put it that way. That was signed by Donald Trump. $25 million of your money, America, went to the Kennedy Center, where his wife is on the board, the honorary member of the board, where there's all kinds of congressional people from Nancy Pelosi to Mitch McConnell who are on that board. And you need to understand one thing right now. If you think for one minute... That D.C., I don't care if they have an R or a D on their jersey, has your best interest at heart. You are sorely deceived. You are under a delusion, and I wish I could pull the scales from your eyes to see it, because if you did, you would it would frighten you. And there's only one place to run to when you're frightened, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 91, the one who hides himself in the shadow of the Almighty. That's the one who's protected, even from the pestilence. And you know what? Many people don't believe that. They say it, but they don't believe it. They keep buying the lies that they're fed from the mainstream media. Now, why is that? Or from the WHO people, or from Donald Trump, or from his coronavirus task force. Why is that? This is a spiritual issue, Lynn. It really is. We can give them facts all day. Jesus gave the religious leaders facts all day long. And what did they do? It just made them the more angry because I think they knew exactly who he was. They knew they were standing before their creator and they were crying out, trying to justify their unrighteousness, their lawlessness, and their control of the people so they could keep their power. And that's why they wanted to kill him. And they thought, well, if we kill him, nobody's speaking out against us. Little do they know they have to die and they have to stand before him anyway. And he said, he said as much, you're going to see the Son of Man coming on the, power, on the clouds with power and great glory. You guys, first century, this is why I don't believe in you know, people saying this is the mark of the beast, the vaccination. 
it may you can apply that because it's tyrannical. But the mark of the beast happened in the first century, folks. It just did. See my video on that. You can scroll down on YouTube. You can see that. Okay, so Lynn, I, I'm sorry. I get off on preaching sometimes, and I don't mean to be. I just some of this stuff. I, I see the connections that are there, and the yeah. information that you present. Who are some of the people? Let's get to some of this. I'm going to bring this this image up that you have. Some of the people supporting this particular bill. Okay, and okay. I, I want right. you. To, I want you just to call out these people. This is these are their names. Okay, we've got um, from California Representative Berrigan. We have Bass, we have Bayer in Virginia, we have Bishop from Georgia, Brown from Maryland, Butterfield from North Carolina, Cardenas from California, Carson from Indiana, Clark from New York, Cohen from Tennessee, Carrera from California. Um, not quite sure how to say this one, Coolier from Texas, Dejet from Colorado, Demings from Florida, Gabbard from Hawaii. Uh, Garcia from Illinois, Gonzalez from Texas. Uh, really not sure how to say the one from Arizona. I'm just going to spell it. It's G-R-I-J-A-L-V-A. We have Hastings from Florida, Hayes from Connecticut, Higgins from New York, Captor from Ohio, Kana from California, Custer from New Hampshire, Larson from Connecticut, Lynch from Massachusetts, McCollum from Minnesota, Moore from Wisconsin, Napoleano from California, Nagus from Colorado, Norton from D.C. at large, Payne from New Jersey, Raskin from Maryland, Rhoda from California, Ryan from Ohio, Sarbanes from Maryland, Sewell from Alabama, Sires from New Jersey, Soto from Florida, Talab from um, Michigan, Thompson from Mississippi, Van Drew from uh, New Jersey, uh, Velasquez from New York, and Wasserman Schultz from Florida. All right, so a lot of these people are Democrats. There's no question about that. So people say, well, this is all Democrats. Okay, but your governors who are engaged in this are Democrat and Republican. We have at least one Republican on as a co-sponsor. I don't know if anybody else will jump on with that. This is Van Drew from New Jersey. I'm not surprised by New Jersey with this. Um, and I'm not. I'm surprised that some other Republicans aren't on board with this as well. Lindsey Graham probably would be one of those guys that will eventually join on with this, uh, due to his NDAA indefinite attention. You don't get an attorney, or you don't get a lawyer, or whatever, in his really twisted thinking regarding uh, attorneys and the Fourth Amendment and the Fifth Amendment as well. Um, but here's the thing: uh, these people are supporting this. You're going to, and you have to understand something, folks. When I put up the image of Donald Trump's tweet, okay, I'll put it for you again. Uh, it didn't come up. Okay, it's because of my mouse, that's why. Um, here's what he says. I just want to remind you. Remember this, every governor who has sky-high approval on their handling of the coronavirus, and I'm happy for them all, for them all could in no way have gotten those numbers or had that success without me and the federal government's help from ventilators to testing. We made it happen. We made it happen. You want to talk about Democrats? This guy's in bed with them too. This is what people don't understand. It's not just Democrats. It's Republicans. 
they're doing it too. And I'm not saying every one of them. Thomas Massey's one of the few that does that, that really sticks by the Constitution. He he opposes this stuff. But Donald Trump has had his own son-in-law, Jared Kushner, to start this tracking and tracing thing. For you not to see that and say, I'm full of something, (laughs) dung, crap, whatever you want to say, to say, I'm full of it, when it bears out by his own words. I could play you the videos where he's turning this over to Jared. I can show you the videos where Jared is saying it himself that we're going to impose these kinds of things. Guys, this is unlawful. This is tyrannical. This is, shall I say it, Nazism. And yes, there is a national socialist aspect to this. This president, before he went into office, wanted to nationalize your health care too. He wanted universal health care. He was asked on MSNBC, of all places, if that's what he wanted. He said, yeah, Canada's got a great system up there. And you people say, no, I'm telling you, he tells you what you want to hear, but what he really believes comes right off the cuff. And then he'll impl- implement it. Lynn? Okay. To that, that's what, uh, that's part of what this Trace Act will do. It will nationalize health care, but it will do it to attach it to the COVID. It'll use COVID as the platform. And let's go back and look at the, the data tracking, okay? Blockchains are also something that Allison has done a lot of research in. And those go in with Bitcoins and the cryptocurrency and all that kind of stuff. And that is exactly what is being set up with this task force that's using the data mining. But now the Department of Education, headed by Betsy DeVos, has a sub-department for nothing but blockchain information data tracking through education. And because a lot of the trace activity is going to be happening at schools, what do you think is going to happen? The data is going to go right through the Department of Education. Now, a sidebar to that is that Secretary DeVos also privately profits in her family through data mining, and I've got the evidence for that on my blog as well. You'd have to look for um, an article that I wrote a few years ago, um, and um, I can put that up later, But I'm, and I'm trying to remember the Lynn, name. Oh, it's Nation Scorn. That's it. But anyway, the point of it is this entire sub-department in the Department of Education should this bill go through, will be, of course, involved in this because they're coming from the technical side of the data to help carry out that regular data mining that's already been going on because the data mining isn't just starting with Trace Act. No, it's been going since the Every Student Succeeds Act uh, came into uh, being. And part of that is because they have to be able to know where the data is going to send you once you get out of K through 12 so that it can go into the Higher Education Act so that it can follow you into where you work. It's called the Student Longitudinal Data System, and it got married in ESA to the Workforce Quality Data Initiative, and it aligns workforce data to education data so that you can be pigeonholed into what job you're going to do. So now we have a trace act that's going to pigeonhole you into are you COVID or are you not COVID, which goes back to that we cannot do A or B. It has to be a whole uh, system being affected. Lynn, can you tell people a little bit about what we talked about last night about DeVos? She has no education experience. Why was she brought into the Trump administration, in your opinion? I mean, what are are the things that you found out on that? 
Um, I believe from the evidence that I have seen and uncovered that it was nothing but she would help uh, cement the globalist uh, agenda that we're seeing play out through supposed, uh, you know, uh, great nation tactics, uh, but also because she, um, oh goodness, she devoted so much money, donated so much money to both the Trump campaign and to the Pence campaign. Now, Pence's campaign was donated through the Prince side of her family. The other, uh, the one for Trump, was through the DeVos uh, family name. So you've got her using her maiden name and her married name. And we also know that Pence was, he was the forebearer, or the, the one that was, to me, the big clue why Trump was not the one to vote for. Because if you look at the way that Pence is supporting this, we have to align education to nothing but workforce-based education. If you look at the way that he lied to his entire state over we got rid of Common Core and then turned around and rebranded it and told everybody, ha, 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 you're stuck with it, that ought to tell you something. And yet you have this guy who's going to make America great again and he picks picks this guy as his second-in-command? No, they each have the agenda None of them have an uh, education background, but each of them plays into this shift away from the republic that we are to let's be a member state. And Betsy DeVos has made it her mission to go to every stupid country she possibly could to make sure that we as an American nation are signed up to every kind of agreement that we possibly could to be just another player on the let's align everybody's education to workforce stuff so that we can data track the bejeebers out of them. No, I, I totally agree. So basically they brought her on because of her pocketbook. Wasn't because of oh, her of knowledge course. of anything. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, and and I told you last night we want to try to get uh, Charlotte Isebert on because uh, she was the one who really cracked open a lot of this stuff uh, serving under Reagan in that. And and Reagan had said the Department of Education before he became president. He's just like Donald Trump. And look, I like a lot of Ronald Ronald Reagan. I've read some of his letters. I got a big old book about this thick. Uh, of his letters. And he seems like a genuine guy. I mean, I really do. But I think he's pulled in the wrong directions. I don't think he had his foundations under him. Uh, he admitted where he was wrong about no-fault divorce in California and things of this nature. But he said the Department of Education was unconstitutional when Jimmy Carter put it in. And did he get rid of it? No. He left it in. Uh, I think Charlotte came out uh, writing her book, The Dumbing Down of America. And I think the people who've read that Understand, this is a person who was on the inside. Oh, well, she was just a she was just a Democrat, really wrapped in Republican garb. No, this is the lady who actually is showing you what is the fruit that we're now seeing of allowing that to be in existence back in the 80s. And you wonder why your kids are so stupid. You wonder why your kids are buying into socialism. You wonder why your kids are doing these kinds of things that they're doing. And are it's the education. This is the Trojan horse. Yesterday I was trying to say his name, Bill Ayers. That's who I was talking about. Bill Ayers learned this, and you need to listen very carefully, conservatives. When you have conservatives, self-professed, Republicans, self-professed, constitutionalists, self-professed, and they promote an education agenda at the federal level or at the state level, they are, neither, they are none of those things that they describe themselves as. Education is the jurisdiction of the home. 
and the parents are the CEOs of that. Deuteronomy 6, they're the ones, the creator, the one that everybody likes to cite in the Declaration of Independence. The creator said that you're to be the ones teaching, not the state, not the federal government. They have no hand in that. The 10th and 9th Amendment make that clear for the federal government. And if they don't have a place in it, guess what? The states don't have it either because it resides with the people, and that's you and me, not the state itself. It's you and me. And we need to take a stand against that. I don't care if you have a political idol. You need to break your idol. You really need to break your idol. You need to break the arms, the legs, the head off of that idol, and you need to submit to King Jesus. That's the issue. All right. Um, the reason why I'm bringing up the blockchains is in the Department of Education is because this all leads to artificial intelligence. And what do you think the Trace Act is going to do? It's going to help speed this up because everything has to be streamlined, and that's what makes blockchain so uh, exciting to these people who need this sophisticated surveillance system. But if you look at it, the blockchain uh, trust accelerator is from a group that is supposedly a think tank for America. It's called New America. But if you look at their agenda, it's anything but American. And they've partnered with the Department of Education to create a better streamlined uh, data system. But the this particular partnership, Tim, is also using the United Nations. And I've shown people before how all this education and workforce data ends up in the UN anyway. So this TRACE Act is going to take all this and ball it up, if you will, okay? Let's think of baseball, all right? So it's balled it up like a baseball, and it's going to pitch it from your house where they've come to test you for covid and it's going to take all that data and it's going to go and attach it to where you work and where you went to school and where you're going and who you're going with. And it's going to pitch it right to the UN. And you think, oh, there's nothing to this? Oh, there is so much to this. And we could go on and on and on. But it's all tied back to socially and emotionally abusing your family in the name of the general welfare and safety of this nation. No, that's, that's absolutely what it is, Lynn. And uh, some people just still don't get it. We've still got some trolls in the uh, in the chat room. By the way, trolls, thank you for your support. Every time you comment, every time you make an emoji or something like that, you just help branch us out more. So thank you for that. We're going to use that against you. Uh, as Bradley says, let, our, let their cruelty swell mm -hmm. our ranks. This is not fake news. Here's the documentation. Lynn goes to great lengths every week digging into legislation, digging into meetings that these people have, like we had uh, last week with Lynn, um, this issue with blockchain and pointing out these things. And look, I think blockchain is a good thing for security. Don't get me wrong. But when, when, you've got, when this becomes controlled by government, that's a whole different thing. And I think they tried to push in uh, basically a blockchain Federal Reserve kind of Bitcoin in this last stimulus they put, now they're pushing a $3 trillion uh, COVID coronavirus nonsense lie uh, stimulus package. And guess what? This time, folks, you aren't even getting a 1200 buck check. This is going to go to keep up all of the people that you say are the problem in this country. And I'm telling you right now, you watch and see, watch and see if President Trump doesn't sign it. You, some of you have been out of work for months, and 
you're hurting. I get it. Well, maybe you're not. Maybe you're on the welfare program. Maybe you're getting unemployment plus $600, 60% of your salary plus $600 a week. That's a, I got to tell you, Lynn, if I was in that position, <laughs> I mean, that'd be very tempting to just live off of. I mean, I don't have to go to work and, every and day. I, I, understand, I understand that, but at what cost? Are you That's going to the sit thing. there and, and let your, your kids be taken away from yep. you just because you want to stick to the, the government paycheck? Yep. No. Well, now, here's where I think we need to close this out. Um, we need action steps. We try to you know, present all this information and then give action steps. Yes. Right now on change.org, there are two separate petitions against the H.R. 66. There's also a petition out there somewhere that is against the mandatory vaccination that would come with a bill like Trace. Or, you know, it's not written in there, but if it is attached, because let's face it, it's, it's been introduced, it's in a committee, but it, if it ever comes to fruition, they're going to amend it, they're going to attach all kinds of things to it, so we would need to watch it. So the best thing we can do right now is to, as Barney Fife would say, nip it in the bud. Um, all right, but that being said, uh, like I said, there are two uh, opposing H.R. 6666, otherwise known as the Trace Act, on change.org. However, every time I've signed a petition with them, Tim, I've never seen any action beyond I get more email. There is a petition portal from the White House that can influence the executive branch if the topic is relevant and if it reaches enough signatures, but we cannot rely on petitions with this. We have got to seriously look at the toxicity to our freedoms and rights that this is giving us. We need letters to editors. We need calls and emails to those 45 co-sponsors. We need to visit that sponsor in Illinois and ask him, what the world is he doing? We need to ask the tough questions like, okay, because you've already funded my school as a federally certified health center with this new money, does that mean that it's going to get to be double-dipped? Does that mean that the health care center, which already receives money in the name of education and mental health services, are they going to be able to double-dip into funds? Because we know that this has happened in the corruption of our government at state, local, and federal levels. We need to be looking at this short bill pulling out the tough questions. We need to understand that we've got to turn this outrage that we're going through into some sort of action because this $100 billion test is being used to set us up and turn citizen against citizen. And that, my dear, is not only criminal, it's just plain immoral. And as a Southern person, I would say it's just rude. It's just true. No, I get it. I get it. And for those of you who are listening, what she's saying is you've got to start ringing the phone off the hook, the, burning up the email box, the faxes, whatever you got at your disposal, or if you're in the area going and visiting, and you say, well, that doesn't get anything done. Well, let me ask you something. Have you done it? See, oftentimes the things that work, when the people recognize, oh, wait a minute, 30, 40 people calling in a certain amount of time, about a certain issue, I better pay attention to that because they're looking at what I'm doing. It, it's human nature that, that they'll think, okay, these people are on my back. They're going to expose me if I'm not doing the right thing. That has to be done. And so I think this is what Lynn is getting at, is to push them to do the right thing. If it means shaming them, that's what we do to do the right thing. 
And uh, so, Lynn, I appreciate your time. We're going to have all this up later on at sonslibertymedia.com, uh, the archive, along with all of the information. Now, Lynn gives me, kind of like Victor does, she gives me uh, several other articles and resources that you can look at to substantiate what she's saying. So the people coming in the chat, the trolls who are coming in the chat, saying that we're full of stuff <laughs> and that we don't know what we're talking about. We're anti-Trump and all this that, and the other. Uh, the information is documented. It's not It's not even in, in dispute. This is why these people can't dispute it. They're propagandized little trolls. That's what they are. I'm going to call them what they are. And they can't deal with that. And so, guys... It's up to you. You want you want your republic back. You want to see justice formed. Quit following a man. Quit following a party. Start appearing to the law. Okay. Start Dan, start adhering to the law. Can I say one last yeah, thing? Go ahead. Okay. If you want to keep your family, you got to fight for them. No, I agree. I totally agree. And it may come down to that very soon. I know there's some people. Look. When I hold up my magazine here with 45s, and I have a wide range of calibers of vaccinations, <laughs> that's what I call them, um, I don't do that very lightly. It's not full of testosterone. I hope I never have to do it. I hope they just leave me alone. But here's the thing. For those out there who are listening, the Second Amendment applies to this very situation. This is tyranny that is being pushed upon you and your family. In the name of safety and health. And, oh, you're not a good parent if you don't want to submit to this. If you don't want to have your... Let me tell you something. It's none of their business what is going on in your home unless it's criminal. It's none of your business. And if it's criminal, there's a means for dealing with that. This is not criminal. You do not pass these... Tell them... Here's the, here's the thing I want you to do. If you're listening out there, tell the people who are your talking heads on your conservative broadcast, controlled opposition, Fox News. Tell the people from the least trusted name in news, CNN. Tell the people from CBS, NBC, ABC. Tell all these people who are propagandists. That's what they are. They're, they're, they're professional propagandists. Tell them to give you the studies where you can actually pass along vaccines, or not vaccines, viruses. And then go look at the other side. Go look at the other side. Medical doctors, nurses, nutritionists who are saying, hey, wait a minute. Uh, you can't pass this because, look, we looked under electron microscope. COVID-19 looks like an exosome, which comes out of your cells in response to toxins in your body to clean them up. By the way, this is all based on germ theory. In other words, I guess we could call these propagandists who want to point at us and stuff with our tinfoil hats, Lynn. We could call them conspiracy theorists because germ theory is just that. It's not been proven. It is an assumption. It is a faith-based thing. It's like evolution. It's evolutionary theory. It hasn't been proven or any of the other. Look, I'm happy to say creation is by faith. God said it in the Bible. Writing in, Moses writing an inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's by faith that we believe these things. I don't say I can sit here and prove it, prove any more than anything else, but I can tell you this. Every man knows there's a God they're going to account to, the Creator they're going to account to. They just don't want to honor Him that way. That's Romans 1. And so God turns them over to various sins and reprobate minds and all these kinds of things. With that said, 
the message to us is to repent. I mean, that's that's what it is. It is for all of us, not just people I'm speaking to, it's to me too. And so with that said, I uh, want to close out the show. Lynn, I want to thank you for your time. People, if you want to help Lynn, if you want to support Lynn, go to commoncordiva.com, commoncordiva.com, com, share her articles. She's got also a support part there on her page. You can support her. She goes around the country at her own expense and uh, shares the information that she digs out. Uh, God is opening up new doors for you, Lynn. We're glad about that. Uh, you had, what, two interviews yesterday? Yeah, two interviews yesterday. I've got, um, I was able to um, get in touch with Dr. Buttard. I don't know if you know him, but he is actually here in the same city yep. that I live in. He's and in he Charlotte. Was speaking out. Yeah, he was uh, speaking out about the same bill. So I'm hoping that we can get together and maybe present something to the people. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. Yeah, I've got something over to his assistant, Wendy, uh, to see if he would come on the mm -hmm. show. But um, so far, that's right. not panned out because I know he's very busy with uh, what he does and then uh, the right. other media things that are there, too. So I want to thank right. you for your time. Guys, I know things are tough on you. Don't forget about us here at Sons of Liberty. You can go to Sons of Liberty Media. You can become a son or daughter of Liberty and help us each month if you want to do that. And um, you can all partner with us in that. And you can also make a one-time donation. You know, we're really dependent upon you guys for that and in that don't think that we're just begging we're letting you know there's a need there and i know you have needs too you guys some of you guys are out of work uh things are hard so you know if you can't do it don't put yourself in a bad position but we're saying just don't forget about us we appreciate your support in the chat rooms on the various platforms we're on and uh 23 hours we'll talk to you then we're going to try to have the interview with Matt Trujillo, the author of the, uh, the Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates. It's very important right now, especially with H.R. 6666 uh, in there. This is a very important interview, and you don't want to miss it. We're going to try to pre-record it so we can play it for you in the morning if my computer holds up. All right? You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you 6 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow on Thursday. Adios.